सो हेलो एवरी वन दिस इज मी हेमंत एंड आई एम बैक विथ अनादर पॉडकास्ट ऑफ ऑल अबाउट यूनाइटेड एंड फुटबॉल सो इट इज टॉकिंग यूनाइटेड एपिसोड फाइव एंड वट अ वीक इट हैज बिन फॉर ऑल यू गन सोलशर एंड मैनचेस्टर यूनाइटेड ऑल यू ऑब्वियसली बीटिंग द लाइक्स ऑफ पेप ग्वाडियोला एंड जोजे मोरिनियो विद इन अ स्पैन ऑफ थ्री डेज नाउ पीपल विल ऑब्वियसली से फाइव डेज बट वेन ऑल यू गन सोलशर वॉज आस दिस क्वेश्चन एंड एन एस प्रेस कॉन्फ्रेंस ही सेट थ्री डेज बिकॉज द डे ऑफ द मैच डजन काउंट इट्स द डेज ऑफ प्रिपरेशन दैट काउंट एंड uh united had 3 days to prepare for uh, tottenham at old trafford and obviously manchester city away at the at the had and you know uh, in a way uh, ole gunnar solskjaer has sort of put his doubters aside in terms of whether they want him out or they want him in at the club because you know before the tottenham game everyone was like you know solskjaer is probably uh, half solskjaer is probably going to be sacked because you know united is un- underperforming they are very low in the league and all that stuff but as soon as he beat uh, he as soon as he beat jose mourinho and pep guardiola all the all the scenes changed at old trafford because uh i think everyone is now fairly bored on ole gunnar solskjaer because i think beating someone like mourinho uh, on his return to old trafford which is obviously a huge huge task because obviously uh, united fans and obviously the players wanted to prove a point against their ex manager and yeah united beat spurs and obviously uh, the big win was against manchester city and you know as a united fan you are absolutely delighted to see those wins and surprisingly united have got a really good record against the top 6 which you know doesn't actually underline the season for united but uh, sort of puts up a question mark why is that the case because uh, if you look at united's record against uh, the top 6 we've Uh, including Leicester, if you uh, look at the record against top six, we have beaten uh, the likes of Man City, Tottenham, um, Chelsea. We have beaten Leicester, and we drew against Arsenal and Liverpool at Old Trafford. So that's probably four. Uh, that makes fourteen points out of eighteen against the teams uh, who are so uh, who are known as the so-called Big Six, and obviously Leicester City, who are absolutely brilliant this time in the league. Uh, they're in the sec. They're on second and. they're probably the only hope uh, who can probably stop liverpool from winning the title because they're eight points behind them at the time of recording so yeah so it's a strange question why is it that uh, united tend to do again uh, do well against the big six teams and obviously they struggle against the top, uh, you know the lesser teams well the, obvi- the obvious answer is that the big teams sort of try and attack united and obviously united are really good on the counter attacks and i should say uh, at the moment united are uh, United are, I think, the best counter-attacking team in England, uh, if not the Premier League. I think because I think uh, the way United exploit the spaces uh, during the counter-attacks, the passing is very important. I mean, yeah, people say uh, sometimes that Ole Gunnar Solskjaer is not responsible for sort of uh, implementing a tactical masterclass against the likes of Pep and Jose, but. you know uh, you have to give him a fair bit of credit for the passing that's absolutely brilliant during the counter attacks because that's that's the most important thing that you pass uh, pass to the right player and you pass in uh, pass him to the right place at the right time so that the counter attack is executed really well and united have actually done really really well on counter attacks and that's been our game plan against the top 6 teams and obviously the teams that Uh, don't like attackers uh, they obviously uh, sit back and you know invite united and give them all the possession and that's when united go clueless and they struggle and that's what ole gunnar solskjaer has to change at united as a manager 
so yep the big thing of the week is obviously city uh, uh losing to united in the manchester derby and obviously united beating tottenham in the midweek so i'll be covering united spurs uh in the later part of the podcast let's just start with the manchester derby i mean to be fair defensively this was one of the best performances that i have seen from manchester united i mean definitely the best defensive performances because every single player defended defended for their life i mean right from the forwards dan james was pressing so hard in that manchester derby man uh dan james pressed really hard rashford and martial worked really really well uh in terms of pressing from the front and obviously uh covering a lot of ground for a lot of clearances and stuff i still remember rashford sort of you know uh, van bissaka was i think uh, covering marking someone and uh, uh, that player i think it was angelino and he sort of gave the gave the ball to de bruyne de bruyne sort of found space and rashford came running and just, he just cleared the ball so fair play to united because they really really defended well apart from the ultimate goal which i think uh, is a fault of zonal marking because uh if you if you probably uh, go man to man marking uh, during the corners it wouldn't have been a problem but it, since it was zonal marking probably uh, ottomandi was left unmarked by van bissaka or something like that but uh, anyways the game's done as a fan personally for for 50 minutes my heart was in my mouth and i said this on my twitter because I, as soon as that second half began you know obviously united were leading uh, 2-0 at half time uh, and should have had more goals definitely uh, rashford missing missing a lot of sitters and dan james got saved uh, once or twice i think but yeah uh, for 50 minutes i had my heart in my mouth because as soon as that second half began i thought you know what uh, if you don't get that second goal uh, anytime uh, if you don't get the third goal anytime soon it's going to be a huge huge trouble uh, for united because city uh, if they if they get the early goal then city are just uh, one of those teams who just find some, uh, find their way through to sort of equalize against teams and stuff like that so i was very very scared i had my heads on my hands on my head and obviously i was watching the match in a very tense mood i, I was literally uh, shivering at a point in time and obviously uh, as soon as the final whistle went up i obviously celebrated like anything and obviously uh, the sweat of relief sort of uh, you know flew in through me so that's that's pretty good and that was actually very convincing and very pleasing and if anyone's responsible for that win for manchester united then it's it's got to be aaron van bissaka man what a freaking monster this man was like on the day and i mean i said this to harsh the guy who does podcast with me every time he obviously was a city fan uh, didn't didn't get him on because he was not uh, having time for this one so yeah i was telling him look sterling's going to be up against van bissaka and he's going to bloody annihilate him uh, and harsh was like uh, hang on a sec uh, sterling's go- sterling will still uh, bypass van bissaka he's going to have a great game and if sterling struggling then probably bernardo silva will switch wings like probably i think i think city did that against wolves because uh, adama traore was the same uh, against sterling and uh, probably guardiola swapped wings uh, with him and bernardo silva so that bernardo silva could could sort of dribble past adama traore but in the first half when the game began i saw, sort of saw one or two occasions where uh, van bissaka sort of got beat by uh, sterling and i was i was feeling maybe you know sterling's gonna cross uh, cause van bissaka uh, some trouble but uh, 
as the game went on van basaka man this this defender just reads the game better than anyone his clearances his tackles his interceptions they are phenomenal they, he was freaking elite van if van basaka hadn't been on the pitch for manchester united it was i couldn't have imagined how united could have won that game and those three points which is absolutely essential because anything less than a three uh, three point victory against city at at he had would have probably uh, had a completely different outcome for solcha maybe and for united in in terms of uh, the race for top 4 obviously we're not exactly in race for top 4 but i think in terms of a race of top 6 and sort of securing some pride and staying in and around the position that you have been finishing uh, since the last few seasons you know so yeah i couldn't have imagined that sort of a performance from united without van basaka and let me just do this and read out van basaka stats which they are absolutely incredible skills man in 90 minutes i mean i i'm pretty sure he must have had more but i, I mean like it surprises me he only had five tackles and he intercepted two balls one of them i still remember i think uh, he went into the center back position and he sort of cleared off uh, one of the balls from i think maras or de bruyne was it and his his reading of the game is something that's phenomenal he cleared seven balls i mean maguire and lindelof were absolutely brilliant i'll talk about lindelof uh, he deserves a great shout in those two games especially and van basaka sort of cle- cleared seven shots and uh, he blocked three so it was absolutely phenomenal in terms of tackles he, he was the he was the beast on the pitch uh, no one has had uh, more tackles than van basaka on the pitch uh lindelof and uh, mctominay were the next on the list with three each but van basaka in terms of tackles incredible he he just pocketed sterling i mean if raheem sterling goes on a bad form you know united fans will start saying that uh van basaka absolutely floored his confidence like anything and you know i can just keep talking about aaron van basaka he's a defensive beast and i've been saying that all season imagine if uh you know van basaka and uh, trent alexander arnold two completely opposite pa- players uh, sort of combined into one you you would probably get one of the best right backs in world football easily because uh, trent alexander arnold is absolutely phenomenal going forward I, i'll say that hands up because I, as much as i hate liverpool but basaka in terms of defensive ability he's freaking amazing i mean you know i i was i was actually anticipating the sort of a performance from man basaka when we go to the etihad uh, but yep i i mean the level of performance that he performed was just beyond my imagination because i just thought uh, maybe van basaka would sort of have those games where probably city would score uh, but basaka would sort of uh, put in some tackles and intercept some balls from sterling and stuff like that but man fair play to van basaka man definitely the man of the match Uh, with a huge huge performance for united and that secured the victory maguire i think uh, did really well for me uh, aerially he was absolutely brilliant because city didn't have those sort of aerial players to sort of threaten him uh, and uh, yep yeah, lindelof i mean shout out to this man because victor lindelof i mean people sort of started giving him a stick because they wanted to see twanzevi in the team but Lindelof some of the tackles this man has been making in the last two or three games i would say they're phenomenal against tottenham there was a there was a moment where he sort of made a made an absolutely brilliant tackle and he was phenomenal and he was leading the game so well he was 
passing the ball uh, forward with so much of confidence and uh, you know determination and even against city kevin de bruyne sort of found a found a really good space to sort of ha- have a shot and when someone like a kevin de bruyne who's absolutely world class in scoring long range goals you got to have uh, you got to have a really good defender and lindelof the block that he made to sort of stop de bruyne's shot was phenomenal i mean the whole team team performance was absolutely phenomenal you know dahaya i would say that uh, the way he sort of uh communicated with his defenders was absolutely brilliant because you know it's important that uh you know your defenders sort of uh communicate well with your goalkeeper uh, and when when you whenever you're defending really deep and stuff like that and playing out from the back i think united did that really really well and lindelof was exceptional van bissaka was a god i mean maguire he's just he's just good uh, in the air and uh, was really great defender luke shaw i really 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 like luke shaw because um, going into the manchester derby i was like uh, the last time bernardo silva played against luke shaw uh, he sort of struggled and uh, he sort of uh found that weak spot within the within the united backline to sort of score when city played united at old trafford under solchar uh, in april this year in 2019 and um i thought luke shaw was going to struggle and city are going to exploit him but luke shaw man des- you deserve my respect the way luke shaw you know worked his literal uh, body off i mean he just deserves deserves my respect he was 3 months out of an injury i'm a huge fan of luke shaw going forward i think it's probably solchar sort of doesn't let luke shaw take the risk of going forward or is it just him i don't know but if luke shaw starts getting more forward i mean he's going to be up there with those chilwells and robertsons in terms of uh, you know uh, attacking assists uh, because his his forward passing is absolutely brilliant his crossing into the box is absolutely brilliant bring in a proper no- i mean martial's a proper number 9 but if luke shaw sort of starts putting in some really good crosses to martial it's going to be freaking amazing and united are going to be more, more even more threatening and yeah the whole defense was absolutely defending for the lives apart from that one automatic moment uh, which was absolutely unfortunate to not get a clean sheet away at the at they had talking about the midfield fred i mean this man again deserves a standing ovation and uh, a huge respect for what he did uh, uh, for united because it was absolutely disgusting from some of the idiotic manchester city fans who were sort of not able to digest that their elite man city team was not able to beat the, probably the worst i i quote this term probably the worst united team ever in the history and what not bullshit and they were not able to accept that and they sort of did a very disgusting theme uh, thing they abused him uh, racially and they sort of threw lighters and plastics on him which is absolutely disgusting ban those fans never let them come back to the stadium and you know take as severe as action as possible because those fans don't deserve to be in the stadium and you know it's disgusting man i mean and fred you know he deserves a huge round of applause for the way he sort of silenced those idiots with his performance because he was absolutely brilliant fred you know even in the tottenham game uh, which i'll be talking about later uh, even in the tottenham game the way fred ran that midfield was impeccable man i mean it was totally a 9 out of 10 performance for me he and i already knew that whenever fred would get this run of games uh, on a consistent basis he he'll find a shakhtar form and uh, you know 
it, it is reminiscent of the fact that he is actually finding that uh, Shakhtar form at the moment and uh yeah obviously uh, the people who are listening to this podcast will be like uh, fred's had two good performances and i'm sort of getting uh, carried away by it and obviously i'm getting carried away by united no no i'm i'm going to get to that just wait uh, wait for the best part and then we'll go to the real part of the podcast yeah so fred is passing i mean the way he actually composes himself on the ball during the counter attacks is absolutely phenomenal and yeah his distribution and passing is um really really great he really uh, tracks back uh, tracks back fast uh, to intercept balls which is brilliant and the most important thing about fred in this performances are if he's got mctominay he plays more uh, you know fearlessly and freely i would say he likes to express himself when he's got mctominay around him and i think the partnership that solsha was talking about that mctominay and fred are building a good partnership with each other i think that's really important and that's absolutely phenomenal that united are co- sort of getting them at field set and you know what this does is that if mctominay and fred as brilliant as they have been if they can sort of carry this consistent form with them and if paul pogba comes back into that number 10 position that uh, lingard has been playing and playing pretty well i would say compared to his terrible last 6 or 7 or 8 or how many months it is i think united united can sort of have a really really good midfield i mean that's that's going to really help them at least till january i would say uh when the uh, till when the jam gate runs over and arrives and stuff like that and i would definitely like to see how paul pogba plays uh in a more advanced position with fred and mctominay behind him because pogba's cre- uh, pro- you know as inconsistent as people call pogba and i pretty much agree to uh, the fact that he's kind of inconsistent and with the ability that he's got he should have getting uh, he should be running the midfield like anything in uh, games but you know some of the things that paul pogba does is absolutely phenomenal and it's it's just um, it's just going to be possible by paul pogba himself so i'm really excited to see when paul pogba comes back um, and you know uh, sort of uh reinforces that manchester united midfield at least till january and whenever till whenever he's here so yeah and front line and i said that again uh, lingard marshall rashford and james probably the fastest uh, four players in the premier league one of the fastest four players in the premier league uh, all four of them and you know they are the most lethal players on the counter attack and james Ra- marshall and rashford you know you know stop someone stop these players i mean rashford he was phenomenal again i mean like obviously got the goal from his penalty but he missed two absolute setters man but rashford phenomenal with his work rate he was mangbon and bread he was absolutely up for the derby did really 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 well for me um marcia i tweeted this out before the match uh, that uh, when wolves beat uh, man city uh, at the etihad tunnel Raul Jimenez's uh, hold up play and running through the channels with the ball was absolutely vital for Adama Traore to sort of get those two go- uh, goals against Man City and uh, you know Raul Jimenez was actually a key key part in both of those goals and actually threatened that Man City mid- uh, Man City defense and backline uh, to go- score those goals and <clears throat> when i saw marcial's name on the team sheet i was pretty sure uh, he's going to play a huge role in terms of uh, holding up the ball really well and passing it well uh, during the counter attacks and look what bloody happened marcial's brilliant marcial's hold up play is 
probably the most improved part of his game. I mean, as a left winger, you don't get to see that that much of a hold to play and what he can do as a striker. But uh, fair play to Solskjaer. He's trained uh, Rashford, Martial, and James so well that they're one of the most lethal front uh, front lines on form at the moment in this league. Uh, and Daniel James doesn't get mentioned a lot, man. Like this man's work rate is is again. I'm using these words like many times on this podcast and it's freaking amazing and i'm people might say i'm getting uh, getting carried away but just look at that guy he came from swansea runs his ass off like anything and he literally uh, you know he he's one of the most threatening players pep guardiola himself said uh, I, i'm actually uh, fa- fa- fearful to see uh, daniel james with the pace that he's got because he's incredibly fast Daniel James is very very fast. You know, once he picks up the ball on the counter attack and if you have if you've got your backline open, it's going to be big trouble man because Daniel James with the pace that he's got, even if it takes a big displacement with the ball with his feet, he's going to barely reach to it before the defender because he's really really fast. And uh, his delivery is imp- improving. I, I I still remember seeing it at the start of the season. Dan James needs to improve his ball delivery and stuff like that and it's probably improving and it's improved to a good rate I would say because uh, the way he sort of uh, put in some of the balls for uh, Marlon Rashford I think uh, they could have done much better than that uh, uh, it was not no fault of James but Martial James and Rashford phenomenal phenomenal and on form one of the best front lines in the league uh, I mean yeah uh, behind obviously Salah Firmino Mane um and wadi uh wadi how he wants and uh i think it's ayose perez yeah uh yeah so yeah that's i would say definitely in the top 5 on form or maybe one of the best front lines uh, and yeah on co- counter attacks i would say they're absolutely lethal for me talking about uh, lingard uh it's funny with lingard because uh he does he do, his work rate is superb i would not take that away from him uh, but uh, yeah obviously he could have made some better decisions in uh, in and there but i would say that lingard uh, for the bad form that he has been showing uh, over the last uh, how many ever months i think the way that he's responded in the past few games has been pretty positive and been pretty uh, helpful for uh, helpful for oli in terms of getting some getting a good 11 to play on the pitch and helping the team win so that's important talking about tactics i mean look um people are, yeah i'm going to answer this now so why is it that pep guardiola sort of you know struggled to beat ole gunnar solskjaer because i think it's nothing to do with sort of tactics it's just players for me because i think united with the way they defended it's completely on the players i think they deserve the credit completely for it obviously the training also comes into it but um city obviously had half chances i mean there are only two real occasions where city sort of tested the haya one was uh, rodri shot outside the box and one was i think mar as a shot uh, when he cut in from the left side and he took a shot and the haya made a low, low save and then obviously automendi's goal but um in terms of tactics i think it's just um, you know that's the thing with oligana solcha if you if you give him a team that that's going to come absolutely at you attacking he's going to just say look soak up the pressure hit hit them on the break and that's what united are, are good at doing but 
in the long term i think uh, could be a good game plan against the top 6 any time but i think uh, the plan a has to improve a lot more from solsha and the plan b has to actually come into place because actually oli doesn't have a good uh, second plan if the plan a fails so that's the thing for me and yeah tactically i think pep sort of uh, I, i was actually f- uh, f- scared that pep would actually try and do this but harsh was saying this to me that against chelsea when uh, chelsea sort of uh, try, tried in uh, i know play brave against man city where they were sort of getting the ball and attacking themselves rather than waiting for the counter attack uh, they were looking quite good so what pep decided was let man city sit back let chelsea attack them and then man city will hit them on the break and that's how uh, de bruyne sort of got that lucky first goal and that's when the chelsea's players heads dropped sort of i would say and uh, city sort of came back into the game uh, with a 2-1 lead so i thought pep might do that against united but he was like you know you know what actually i think uh, sterling uh, bernardo silva and jesus could probably exploit that united back line with de bruyne in the midfield and he actually failed and solskjaer it just worked perfectly for him counter attacking football so i would i would say look the funny thing with i said this again yesterday on my twitter uh, so if you weren't following me just yeah, drop a follow if you like Yeah so I was saying this yesterday like City and United if you compare the seasons uh with both of them have played I, I think 14 games with one uh both of them have won I think City's won 10 games United have won 6 games um City has drawn 2 and United has drawn 6 and both of them have lost 4 so if and I I could say this obviously about other teams as well but with with respect to United the games that united drew the six games they've drawn four more games than city uh, so the games that we drew was uh, once against southampton we were leading one nil at half time uh, gave up the lead in the second half one all against wolves leading at the half time uh, gave up the lead um 1-1 against liverpool till the 85th minute a good a brilliant a brilliantly defended by united but then one second of concentration lost by rohan young became 1-1 1-1 against arsenal a uh, 1-0 a uh, good 1-0 lead but uh, probably uh, ref, uh, referee sort of raised the offside flag defender sort of uh, remained still and obamyang went and scored and that was given by vr uh, so 1-1 against arsenal uh, 2-2 against sheffield united uh, aston villa um, a game that united probably deserved to lose based on the first half performance but sort of they again uh, led 2-1 and gave up the lead sheffield united 3-3 uh, obviously uh, we were leading uh, we were obviously didn't deserve to win with the 70 minute dominance by sheffield united but again united led 3-2 and gave up the lead and made it 3-3 so the draws that we uh, come up with this season i think i'm pretty sure at least four games out of those six we could have probably converted them into wins if solskjaer or probably the players had done something different and better but obviously that's unrealistic and we deserve where we are so if that would have happened we would have been on level with man city on points and to solskjaer to actually do that with this squad 
is mind boggling uh, you know because you can actually flip this into two ways and say city are having uh, united are having a really good uh, i mean good season with solskjaer which which sees them on level with city and you can flip that to the other side and say actually city are playing terrible at the moment and you know that's the that's the thing that i would like to say about this uh, thing yep uh, so yeah uh so moving on to midweek which was oli versus jose old trafford big game united players had to prove a point against jose and united put up one of the best attacking performances i've seen in the first half an hour in the in the in the season obviously because <coughs> sorry i thought look uh, jose sort of i thought jose would come with a park the bus approach uh, same as pep because I thought uh, Jose knew that United didn't have midfield quality, and uh, you know, uh, letting United come at them and then Jose heading heading him on the counter, especially with Delhi Ali on form and with the likes of Mora, Kane, and Son, uh, Spurs would be dangerous. I was sort of thinking that way, but United with the with the passing, the the passion that United showed, every single tackle they just gave everything, and this is what I don't like exactly because. when when you can do that sort of a thing against someone like a tottenham and a man city why can't you just go and do that against Sheff- sheffield united aston villa newcastle crystal palace southampton west ham and all those teams i mean come on you can actually beat them united because someone funnily said that united sort of uh, made villa look like tottenham and tottenham look like villa and which is actually true because tottenham were awful i would say and um you know united absolutely played their uh, played them of the socks and victor lindelof phenomenal fred was absolutely phenomenal and yeah I, I, as i said both both of these players were i actually saw them uh, coming up with these sort of performances and to quick, quickly wrap up and say that look jose i think uh, sort of uh, sort of wants to show himself as a manager who has sort of changed a bit with his style of football and fair play to him i think uh, at the weekend uh, they won final and son's goal was insane especially with the touch that he took near the half line the long touch against burnley absolutely insane but yeah jose wanted to sort of change his reputation a little bit as a manager and show that he can still sort of do a good job at the top level uh, at the premier league and Solcha completely played into his hands. I mean, United hit them on the counter. I mean, Rashford's goals were brilliant. I mean, I mean both of them. I mean, like the way he won the penalty for the second one, and obviously with the first one, uh, the finish that he uh, you know went with uh, near the near post it was phenomenal for me. And obviously, uh, Fred the way uh, he ran the midfield and McTominay, you know, his comeback was absolutely essential. So yeah, United. gave jose a big l and i was absolutely happy and you know i think uh, i reacted out of anger which was i think fair because uh, you know as a manager i hated jose a lot but as a person still yeah there's still some respect for me and still he sort of entertains in the media and stuff like that so what's the bottom line over here so solcha beat pep and jose one of the one of the best managers in world football as people claim um of all time and so shall beat them because uh, his counter attacking team is really good for me and it completely played played into his hands 
so now now the task for soul charges now i'm i'm not going to get carried away now this front three this defense this midfield has got to show the same passion and when the next four premier league games are till the start of new year of 2020 uh which is against obviously we got Al- we've probably got alkmaar and colchester in the league cup and the europa league got to go and beat them with some youth and in the premier league we've got watford uh, burnley uh, we've got um, everton obviously and we've got newcastle on boxing day which is going to be exciting because i love boxing day who doesn't actually yeah so these teams are going to probably sit back and let united come at them and united have got a you know actually figure out a plan and actually go and beat them and beating them would actually do a good thing because we are probably uh five points of chelsea on uh, on fourth or fifth i think it's fourth uh and chelsea's probably got to play jose uh, tottenham away at tottenham and they've got probably some tricky games and they haven't been looking that great i mean they lost 3-1 to everton and uh, 1-0 to west ham uh, but obviously they won uh, 2-1 to aston villa in midweek uh, at stamford bridge uh, stamford bridge but Chelsea sort of can drop points and United have to take advantage and United have to go on a run to get back into the race uh, for top 4 um maybe the top 6 top 4 is too unrealistic but uh, United have to get back into winning ways and talking a little bit out of context what what next for Pep and Jose I think Jose is probably taking game by game uh, uh, approach for Tottenham and he's probably trying to uh, finish them as high as possible and for Pep It's interesting with Pep because can he still stop Liverpool from winning the league? I said that look if he can't stop this counter-attacking United team uh, how can he so- sort of expect them to stop Liverpool winning the league? I mean it's completely unfair. I mean I think Pep still needs despite him buying so many players I think he still needs a lot of players in his team and I think if Pep wants to sort of have any chance to sort of uh give a shot uh to liverpool uh, from stopping them win the league and him obviously lifting his third title i think he's got to go and bloody win every single match left in the premier league which is i think we're still on game week 14 at the time of recording so i think it's got to be 24 game weeks of straight away wins so i think they've got to go on a 24 uh, game week winning run which looks incredibly tough uh, considering that he still got some really really tough fixtures left it's a it's a tough task but who knows premier league is surprising and it's a very long season and things could really change but i'm not getting carried away by it i'm absolutely delighted that we beat tottenham and man city and holy got one over pep and jose but i think it's time for united players to actually go and do it against the weaker opposition so, to sort of prove a point that yeah they actually give a damn to Ali and they can actually play really well and really uh, like the way they did against Spurs and Manchester City so that's it from me from this podcast i hope you enjoyed that one one special thing that i would say uh, at this at the time of recording uh, i've probably got 950 total plays uh, for my podcast uh, on all across all platforms uh, so my aim is to hit 1000 plays before new year to 2020 so i would absolutely love you guys to sort of go on uh, online platforms uh, such as spotify google podcast anchor uh, anchor uh, radio public overcast pocketcast listen notes the podcast app breaker 
cast box uh, and many more so that you can sort of help me reach that 1000 play mark and yeah binges club was out last week the game of thrones podcast was really great uh, with my cousin and i'm going to come up with the next podcast that's the joker so please check out the binges club on spotify uh, and anchor it's available there as of now uh, and yeah the, the second podcast is going to come out and make sure you listen to this podcast on the platforms that i mentioned uh, just before that so yep yeah, see you again in the next podcast then Like, 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 come on, put your body on my, 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 my Keep it up all night, 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 no